0: Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast for yet another match preview. This time, same as last week, we're doing another opposition preview. So, this time I have Ben from at Total Saints Pod on Twitter. So, the at Total Saints Podcast, I guess i to say in full.
1: Uh, ben, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Cole. Um, we were just having a, a quick chat there. And I think, like most people around the world, trying to keep the family safe off uh, off the pitch, so to speak. And at the moment, touch with it, enjoying the football on it yeah absolutely like we said before it's a it's a
0: mad time in this world of ours to put it in a very uh, friendly and quick terms but nonetheless we we kick on and so does the Premier League season because this season's been kind of an odd one if you probably will agree with what I'll say next but it's been one for probably a lot of the typical lower table teams to enjoy more so than your traditional top six but uh, we've seen the likes of of course Villa Saints Crystal Palace up all in the top what seven or so so it's been a bit of a wild one so far but kind of taking the southampton spin on it so far how have you found your season so far
1: yeah it's been a it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster i think um you know i've supported saints now i think this is my 34th season uh, following them cole and i think during that time they've had uh very slow starts in about thirty-four of those seasons. To be honest, they never get off to uh, they never get off to the the quickest of starts. So of course we lost both games, and I thought, here we go again. And it's normally around November time when Saints finally realise that they need to pull their finger out and get moving. And thankfully, with the season starting a bit later, you know we're a bit nearer to November now than maybe uh, we have been historically. But yeah, I mean obviously they got um, walloped at home by Spurs in the second game, and having lost both games and conceding five at home, you're sort of thinking, crikey, there. The momentum's gone quite quickly, but yeah, you know, the manager changed a few things. Um, we we played Burnley away, and then obviously, uh, Villa rivals West Brom, we managed to beat both of those. We went up to Chelsea and got a really hard fought three-all draw in the 92nd minute, which felt like a win. And then, of course, Everton rocked up as uh, unbeaten league leaders at St Mary's last week. And to be fair, you know, I, I think even as a neutral, Saints absolutely played them off the park. So it's been a, a real typical roller coaster with Saints Cole, but at the moment, yeah, it feels like momentum's heading in the right direction.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I watched the Southampton Everton game and I think um we're starting to see I wouldn't say back to normality with some of these results, but I'm thinking when you're looking at the likes of Villa Everton and a few other uh quote unquote high flying teams that typically aren't in that uh, position, you're gonna see these results pick up because eventually they are gonna mm. win games we're not used to winning for on the road being Villa. It's been what ninety odd years or so since we've done that in I guess to be the old old first division back then but uh nonetheless you guys are at a a 3 win 1 draw in 2 loss start so kind of going over to Hassan Hudel cuz personally I just like saying mm. Hassan Hudel it's a fun name to say um <laughs> yeah. but nonetheless with this Southampton team is this finally starting to kind of get molded in his image how have you kind of found him and kind of his tenure so far
1: just just briefly do you know what Hassan Hudel stands for Cole no if you want to enlighten us okay right so so so. Yeah, so I didn't know this until he did his opening press conference with us. But apparently, Hasen in German means rabbit, and Hutel is like a house or a small cabin. So it means like a rabbit, you know, rabbit huts, that sort of thing. So uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure all your listeners will be very bored by that. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, um, going back to him, I mean, he's he's been a breath of fresh air since the day he walked through the door. And um, we'd obviously had Mark Hughes, Maurizio Pellegrino, Claude Powell before that a real sort of um, all, all three of them quite dry, you know, not much charisma. He's totally the opposite of that. He, he, he oozes personality, kicks every ball on the touchline. You know, he's, he's known as the Alpine of, uh, sorry, the clock of the Alpine, um, you know, and basically I think he's very similar mold to the Liverpool manager. You know, he, he, he loves to sort of hug his players and get close to them and, you know, make make them feel loved and things like that. And I think we are starting to see that on the pitch, of course, 12 months ago, this Sunday just gone, we had that uh, capitulation against Leicester City, uh, a result that none of us ever really want to try and remember. But I mean, the way he's turned it around over the last 12 months, you know, eight of that team that lost 9-0 against Leicester started against Everton on uh, Sunday just gone. So it's not like he's been able to build a new team. He's had to work with them all, build them all up again, regain their confidence get them organized, make them believe they can deliver in the Premier League, all those sort of cliches, and he's done it. And, uh, you know, he's someone that I think every Saints fan myself in, included really adore. And, yeah, the football that they play out on the pitch epitomizes him, really. Oh, 100%. So would you kind of classify him as, I wouldn't say similar
0: styles, but in terms of kind of Southampton and how they've went since uh Getting rid of nigel atkins and going down the pochettino route and Cooman Ko- as well would you say he's more in their molds as more of a, a long-term manager with a long-term view of getting guys in the kind of upper echelons of the premier league
1: yeah definitely I, I think both in his managerial style you know he likes a high pressing game the same as pochettino did we you know we like to push forward and try and sort of get defenders to make mistakes and high up the pitch and things like that which was very evident from pochettino but I I think as well, you know, we need to be realistic. He's a manager that, again, when he walked to the door, said he wanted to make a name for himself. You know, he wants to go on and manage a, uh, a, you know, I don't want to say better team because I I love Saints, but a bigger and better team than Saints, you know, maybe one of the top six or something like that. Um, The only way that he's going to be able to do that from a Saints point of view is by winning games with us. So, you know, hopefully in the short term, that's win-win. But yeah, I mean, he's someone that I don't think we're going to hold on to for, if he's still here in two years' time, I'd be surprised because I think with every passing game you know as his stock sort of rises uh, potential suitors uh, are going to increase in numbers as well but at the moment we're just enjoying having him here he's someone that is clearly trying to sort of um, repair the club almost from top to bottom he's been heavily involved in the academy and uh, things like that as well so um, yeah it'll be interesting to see where and how far he can take us but at the moment Cole you're spot on I think Europe has to try and be the target. Oh absolutely I mean that's kind of what
0: a lot of Villa fans were somehow thinking right when we've won four games on the bounce in the Premier League, especially Uh, now with a 3-0 loss to Leeds. I think we kind of got brought back down to earth, but also I think Leeds are just outstanding so far this season. But nonetheless, Mm. let's not talk about them because if I hear Patrick Bramford, I'll probably get angry. But anyways, (laughs) let's get on to the game on Sunday, of course, because it's an early one if you're in Canada um, in some parts of the well, it's a 7am kickoff. So for <laughs> you guys at Villa Park. Uh, nonetheless, Ben, how are you feeling heading into this one? Because of course, like you said before, uh, your last two results, a three all draw against Chelsea coming back on that one. And then of course, a massive two no win over league leaders Everton. So how are you feeling coming into this one?
1: Yeah, well, I think firstly, um, you know, I'm disappointed I'm not going to be able to watch it because unfortunately over here we are being in uh, charge £14.95 if we want to watch it. So I'm sure like many of your listeners that uh, love the Villa but refuse to pay it, um, it's not a game I'm going to be able to or willing to tune into, unfortunately. But I think from a Saints point of view, I, I think they're going to arrive with confidence, but I think also respect as well. I mean, I, I think, you know, you mentioned the Leeds defeat there, but... Villa have been a joy to watch this season I think is a neutral and you know that game against Liverpool was incredible but as a you know as a as a fan of a club that's had many of our players ripped out by Liverpool it was also a, a you know very enjoyable night as well so <laughs> um, but but you know I mean Villa got incredible attacking players I mean Jack Grealish is um, you know a brilliant talent I, I think again it's been great to see him do that for for England so I think they're they're well aware that he's a player that we're going to have to watch so Um, I I suppose the positive for Saints Cole is that they know that Villa will probably look to attack them Uh, being at home you know that's going to leave gaps in behind and and Saints are quite good on the break and and, you know they've got quite a lot of pace in their side the likes of Nathan Redmond and players like that as well so I I, I think you ask any football fan it's probably uh, you know almost a a game that could go one of three ways you know a home win a draw uh, an away win so yeah I think Saints will arrive with their tails up but I think also understanding that Villa have got enough to to cause them problems oh absolutely yeah because it's interesting to kind of touch on that counter-attacking
0: kind of point because when you look at Villa so far this season we've kind of done it all in terms of play styles where we just blitz Liverpool completely on the counter-attack you go to the Leicester game and it was it was some back and forth but it was a lot of either team just holding out and seeing if they could finally get that winner us leaving it Mm -hmm. very late through Ross Barkley and then you're going to Leeds and it was a complete shootout in terms of opportunities and Unfortunately, the two opportunities we had before Leeds scored, we couldn't capitalize and it ends up being a a massive loss. And our biggest issue looking at it definitely is as soon as we can see the heads drop. And that's been a kind of a a carryover from last season, uh, pre-project restart, of course. So that's probably a concern for some Villa fans to see if that kind of edges it back defensively. We haven't really changed. You look at Matty Cash being the only real addition back there. Midfield has changed a little bit with Ross Barkley coming in, giving Grealish more opportunity and freedom, taking some of the pressure off him. But kind of going off a midfield battle here, who would you fancy between either midfield? Because I look at yours, I look at ours, and I I think that's probably going to be the kind of the key area here, who can kind of impose himself in the middle. But what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think one player that you didn't mention there as well, um, John McGinn, I think, again, you know, is uh, someone that's um, watched him a, a bit up in Scotland and things like that. You know, just bundles of energy, never stops running, loves to tackle. I remember the game against Saints last year. He uh, obviously um, went in with uh, Cedric Suarez and then injured himself and was out for a few months. And uh, it was quite a, a miss for Villa, wasn't it? So I think you, you're right. I mean, that midfield's going to be an interesting battle. We've obviously got James Ward-Prowse and Oriol uh, Romeo who have established themselves as a, a, a you know, solid pair in midfield. Romeo loves to tackle as well. James Ward-Prowse, renowned for set pieces, but he's added a lot more to his game over the last couple of years. um, Scored uh, against Everton at the weekend. And so you're right. I mean, that's going to be a a real tactical battle in there, I think, and uh, probably a lot of pressure, lots of um, sort of, um, you know, heavy heavy tackling and and trying to win the ball back and, and give it to players that can maybe create a little bit more as well. So I, I genuinely think, I mean, it's a game that can really go either way. And I think it will probably be, as you say, Cole, you know, who wants to win more in that midfield and who's willing to sort of take the, the you know, the ball by the horn, so to speak hundred oh, percent, and kind of going
0: to your two forwards here, Che Adams, former Birmingham City player. So we know there's motivation for him. There always is. Oh, hell, look at Gabby; yeah. he's still tweeting about Birmingham and uh, <laughs> bugging them as much as he can. So you can see how much it means to those kind of players. But going to Danny Ings, the man's on fire. He's a he's a striker. I've honestly wanted at Villa that kind of type at Villa for years. Uh, how are you feeling about him right now? Because it seems like he can't be stopped.
1: Yeah, I I think, um, I said this, I was talking to someone ahead of the Everton game uh, last week and, um, you know, I think as football fans, it's just great to see someone like that playing and playing with a smile on their face. You know, again, Villa, intelligent fan base, they will know he's had the a couple of really serious um cruciate ligament uh, and ankle injuries over the last sort of four or five years so just fighting his way back to to playing regularly in the Premier League I think was a great effort by him but yeah I mean he's up to what 26 Premier League goals now over the last sort of season and bit so he's banging them in he's a he's a local lad Cole so he's from Southampton so he's, he's one of those players again that wears his sort of heart on his sleeve and um that there's more to his game than just sort of scoring goals you know he showed that against Everton he set up both the goals he was coming deep to get the ball and give it and, and sort of join up attacking midfield so he is the complete forward you know I, I think it's been great to see him again get involvement with England frustratingly maybe he hasn't had as much game time with the uh, Gareth Southgate side as he probably deserved but He's definitely a player that you know Villa will have to watch. I, I don't need to tell Villa that. Dean Smith will know that. The defenders will know that. But you know, give him a chance, and there's a, a you know a high l- likelihood that it will end up in the back of the net.
0: Oh, absolutely. You, you can't give that man too much space. We saw what happened. Somehow, Patrick Bamford turns into prime Terry Henry and scores three. <laughs> you give someone yeah. like Danny Ings, who, in my opinion, is a hundred times better than Patrick Bamford with his abilities. In my opinion, at least, maybe that's yeah. being somewhat biased even though it's not i guess whatever <laughs> um but nonetheless kind of going off the word injuries that you mentioned earlier um is there any news coming from southampton
1: in terms of that i think the only one i read up was maybe uh, was it salisalu yeah so um yeah so you're right there muhammad salisu has been sort of building up his fitness since signing in uh august so uh, again you know he rides with a, a bit of a, a niggle that i think the club have been working on there uh, musa juneppo also been out the last couple of weeks and will smallbone who's one of our Younger players was out for the Everton game. Um, I think Carson hutel has got his press conference on Friday, so obviously we're recording a, a couple of days before that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, there won't have been any uh, other sort of um, issues in training. Of course, the other um, positive from a Saints' point of view, fingers uh, crossed that again, no issues in training is that Theo Walcott will be back for this game as well because he couldn't play against Everton last week. So at the moment, you know, we've got quite a small squad at Saints, but fingers crossed at the moment, Cole, the majority of them are fit, and uh, that means that you know, that will give the manager a good competition for places on Sunday.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Injuries hasn't been something we've been worrying about so far this season. So uh, (laughs) knock wood on that, that continues because our bench is almost non-existent, but you did mention one man there. Theo Walcott, of course, leaves you guys, what, 16 odd years ago to go to Arsenal, moves on to Everton. And now he's back on loan where it all began. I guess kind of just in my own personal interest what were your thoughts on bringing him back and what do you think that means to
1: not only your team but the fan base yeah it was an interesting one because Saints have obviously their model over the last probably 10 years or so has been buying young players you know maybe in the sort of 20 to 23 bracket developing them for a few years two three years and then selling them for two or three times amount uh, that they paid for you know salary money, Virgil van Dijk, players like that—they've—they've they've done it very much with them. So it was an interesting one because obviously he's a 31-year-old. He's a—he's a totally different type of player to what we've maybe been used to. So I think there was a bit of perplexion from that point of view. However, you know, I think the more that the the story broke and then the, the you know you start seeing him doing his medical and and the photos and things like that i think the more pleasing it became you know as you said he's he's not a southampton lad he was born in london but his family grew up in hampshire and he's not kind of like a, a danny ings maybe that sort of has the city in his blood but he does have hampshire in his blood and and as you say i think loves the club because he came through the academy so Yeah, I think just from an experience point of view as well. I mean, we've got there's another ex-Villa player in our ranks, Ryan Bertrand. You know, he's one of the few sort of experienced game managers that we've got in our team. You know, been there, done it, knows how to sort of wind the clock down and sort of you know speak to the ref and things like that. You get the feeling that Walcott's similar with that; that he can help nurture and sort of um, develop some of the players, um, both in terms of their technical ability and how they play the game in the Premier League as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's only played one game. He he, um, set up the equaliser um it's very positive of course the issues with walcott the last few years cole have, have generally been his fitness so will he be able to keep fit for the majority of the season but we'll have to see how things go i mean he's out of contract at the end of the season with everton so if it goes well with saints you know you'd be naive to not think that they'll sit down and have a chat about that so i guess he's he, you know he want to prove his worth as well and like i said with harz and who earlier hopefully that'll be win-win for saints
0: oh absolutely no it's uh it's very interesting, especially from that kind of perspective, because you also touched on uh, Ryan Bertrand, and of course he had a loan spell uh, from Chelsea at Villa last time we were in the Premier League. Uh, I think the only player now from that squad, maybe that would have been around would have been Jack Grealish, maybe somehow in training or something like that. It's <laughs> been that long um, when back when he was a teenager. But nonetheless, it's been completely chop and change from there. But nonetheless, Ryan Bertrand knows, what it's like to play at Villa Park so i'm sure it'll be even more interesting especially now that it's empty but nonetheless Ben before
1: we kind of wrap things up here uh could i get your score prediction please yeah you can um you and, and you'll be pleased to know Cole, that i'm absolutely rubbish at predicting so i never predict things to win <laughs> you can be as deep- bold as you want so that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so whenever i predict them to win they always let me down so you'll be pleased to know that in my pod last week i went from villa to win 1-0 in a purely reverse psychology manner so i'm going to stick to that prediction here villa to win 1-0 right <laughs> okay
0: that's fair <laughs> enough I, I, I'm just interested to see because um, I feel like every time I do one of these and when we're doing them, these previews opposite oh, wow well, opposition previews last season a lot of people went for draws or things that were kind of mutual and friendly and you get the yeah. odd one that'll be like oh well, we'll win three nil but it, it, it's always interesting <laughs> to see how kind of people are but yeah. uh, nonetheless um, I will also kind of go down that way I'll go two one villa um, yeah yeah we, i just feel like we kind of need to get another win here keep that momentum up and see where we can go because i do not want to leave it down to the last day ever again my heart cannot <laughs> take that at all especially when we conceded and had to hold out for the last few minutes but uh, yeah. nonetheless ben let's wrap it up there uh if you'd be so kind uh, let our uh awesome listeners let well basically let them know where they can find
1: you of course yeah so i mean we're on uh, probably all the same channels that you are spotify itunes soundcloud uh on Amazon Music now that they've started doing podcasts and things like that all you need to do is look up Total Saints Podcast and as you mentioned at the very start Cole we're on Twitter at Total Saints Pod Awesome well very much appreciated Ben I'm sure we can uh,
0: chat more in the reverse fixture later on in the season but I I guess in a backhanded way, best of luck on Sunday. We'll (laughs) we'll have to see how it goes, but uh, nonetheless, guys, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever, get your pods, leave us us a review. It's easier for other people to find us. Of course, we'll see you guys on Monday morning for the review show, but nonetheless, the villa.